Flash in a wheelbarrow. Uh, are you real? Youth and disability. What's that? Now arriving at Sing Radio. This service has now departed. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Is it you? Is it disability? Raise the platform. Ready, willing, and able. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Hello and welcome to Sin 9.7, Raise the Platform. You, We are with myself, Jaden, Rosie. Hello. Amy. Hi. And Veronica. Hi. Now first we're going to start off with a song. We are talking about... Education today. We're talking about education. It's following up from last year's, last week's discussion about AIDS. But we're going to start off now with a song. Just a reminder, there is a language warning on this you are here with Jaden, Veronica, Amy and Rosie. That was Guts Over Fear by Sia. Yep. By Eminem featuring Sia, I mean. Yep. Now, today, as Jaden mentioned before, we are going to discuss education on the show again as an extension from last week. But before that, we just wanted to send our sincerest condolences and our thoughts to the victims of a attack in Japan at a mm. disabled care facility. And, um, yeah, our thoughts are just with the families and the victims, and we really just extend our condolences. If this brings up any, um, I guess, emotions for you, you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636, Kids Helpline on 1800 1800, and Lifeline on 131114. Again, that's Lifeline 131114. Do you guys have anything to add to that? Um, yeah, I think it, this is a, a shocking thing that's happened. Yeah. And um, I don't know if anyone saw the post that I posted on Raise the Platform of Annie Eleni talking briefly about it. Yeah. Um, that was how I kind of found out about it, to be honest. So yeah, but she, because she mentions how it's not um, widely talked about. Mm. So, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's really sad. If you haven't heard of it and this brings up anything for you, 131114 Lifeline. Yeah. Um, and and you'll definitely need the, those for if you do look it up and, and read about it because it is yeah, a bit um, Yeah, content warning if yeah. you look it up. Mm. It's very, very distressing. Um, now we're going to go back to our regular show, which is education, yeah. um, which is an extension from last week. So it's good to have, I guess, Veronica and I here to give our thoughts on it. I reckon. Yeah. Um, so I guess, well, I listened in on the show last week. Good job, guys, by the way. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you guys had a lot to kind of say about AIDS and um, this week, I think we're going to go more on, like, managing education with a disability. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess my experience with education, I completed VCE in 2014, and now I'm in my first year at uni, and I've just completed first semester of a bachelor's degree. So that's kind of where I'm at in my education. Um, I believe you've studied before, Rosie? Yes, I've done a Diploma of Counselling and then I attempted a Bachelor of Applied Social Science. Yep. Uh, freaked out a little bit 
and then stopped doing that. That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. Have you um, completed VC and gone on to any education, Veronica? Um, when I actually went to school, I went to a few schools in my lifetime, but in my last few three years of school, halfway through term three, I went to a special school in Glen Waverley called Glen Allen Special School. And a lot of the students there had speech disabilities and I was able to interact with them because I use speech devices. Mm -hmm. So in 2013, I was school vice captain. And in 2014, I was school captain, so we've got we've got a yeah. school captain in the studio, guys. <laughs> awesome, yeah. So doing that, I really enjoyed that because I attended a lot of leadership conferences. Yep. And what about you, Jaden? Well, I went to a mainstream school for my primary and secondary schooling. I completed Year Twelve VCE in twenty thirteen. I did a certificate for in professional writing and editing, and I completed that in 2014. And then tried a Bachelor of Sports Media, but I, but that didn't end up too well, and I dropped out of it. That's fine. I mean, I think the important thing is, especially when you have a disability, finding the form of education that works for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, it all goes down to what you're good at and what you're not so good at. And that just comes with experience. And I don't know whether it's the same for you guys, but I am often willing to more, like, overlook, I guess, challenges that I face when I'm interested in what I'm doing. It makes it a lot easier because you're like, how can I do this? And it gives you that, like, charge to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Fully, Fully agree with that. Yeah. So I think now we're going to go to a song. Yes, we are. And we've got... Montaigne, because I love you. You're on Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. You're listening to Raise the Platform here on Sin with Jaden, Rosie, Veronica and myself, Amy. Um, That was Montaigne with Because I Love You. And right now, um, Jaden's going to have a little chat to us about his experience in disclosing his autism at a mainstream high school and how that went. Hi, Amy. Yeah, so I grew up in a home environment where autism was not seen as level, rather who I was. But when we went to mainstream school, secondary school, I decided to tell people I chose to disclose my... I decided to tell people. I chose to disclose my autism through a disclosure letter to the whole year level midway through term one in year seven. It was done in a light-hearted, in light-hearted vein, like, I'm the kid you pick for the trivia night because if you say some information it goes in one ear and doesn't come out of the other. That was just to show I have a disability but I am a real person and I do have a sense of humour and and not to leave me out. But autism unfortunately has this stigma. It's not one size fits all. It's on a spectrum. While writing this letter it's made the students accept me for who I was and to also give them a bit of understanding on what autism is. After year 10, we all had to change campuses because the campus I went to only went up to year 10 and you transfer to the second campus, which goes from ELC to year 12. And in this new environment, I decided to not make a big song and dance about my autism and decided to tell people when I saw fit. When I eventually did, it was a much more mature response from my classmates, probably due to them a lot more understanding about autism. So people would probably message me, on Facebook and say if I needed support, they were there for me. 
I was very happy about that, that response. All in all, both disclosures to my fellow classmates made me feel a lot more confident and a lot more at ease about who I am. That's really interesting, Jaden. Mm. Um, I reckon that's a good point. What's a good point? I reckon disclosing if you have a disability is a really good idea. I, I mean, I, I'm i going to say, from my experience, Veronica, mm. is I have a very physical... Visible, visible. There we go. Physical, um, visible. Real life typos. Um, dis- physical disability. Um, but I guess a lot of people assume when they see me on the crutches that I've just injured my leg and it's mm. maybe a six week injury or whatever. And sometimes when I tell them, no, it's cerebral palsy, and they ask, what's that? And I say, oh, it's a permanent condition I've had since birth or mm. slightly after birth. They um, they kind of get very depressive about it. I get enjoyment out of it. It's horrible to say. But when people go, oh, you know, when I'm on my walking sticks, they go, oh, what happened to you? And I go, oh, I was born with a disability. And they go, <gasps> yeah, they like panic. And then I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, I think it's hilarious too, but sometimes I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So it's not that. like I'll, I'll blatantly be like, yeah, I got in a fight with Godzilla and, <laughs> you know, this kind Shark of... Shark attack, right? But sometimes I won't disclose it. As yeah. much. Mm. Um, I think it's, in my opinion, it's really up to the person and when you feel comfortable, which brings me to a question I wanted to ask you, Jaden, is why did you first off choose a letter and then choose to privately disclose when you felt ready? What was the change there? Um, well, I chose to disclose it in the first place because I thought I just wanted people to know that mm-hmm. I had it and also that I also disclosed scoliosis, which is a curvature of the spine because I was having surgery on that. And they were all, of course, going to see that I was going to be away for a few weeks because of recovery in that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that sort of followed on from there. What led to me telling when I saw fit in year 11 was because I was a lot more mature and I, I was 16 at the time, whereas when I did the letter, I was 12 years old and I was a lot more mature and a lot more accepting about my disability and I knew people really wouldn't care about it. So you were a lot more accepting. I just want to pinpoint that. So was the letter a way of you just like dealing with the situation and kind of getting it out of the way? Just letting people know. Okay. So when you were older, you like thought about it a bit more and processed it a bit more rather And than... didn't really think it was the right eye, the right okay. idea mm. to, because I think, because about 30 of the students knew, yeah. Yeah, it was just probably a way of educating everyone else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, I really kind of, I'm just interested in that transition because I would have never had the guts mm. at 13 to, like, write a letter and disclose yeah. everything about my condition. I would have been like, Mom, they'll think I'm so uncool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm, it was very brave of you to do yeah, that at I that think age. good on you. Thank you. Yeah, good on you. Thank you very much. Good on you. <laughs> Well, um, although I did have help from school to pen, of course. To yeah, pen that letter. And you, you need that support from yeah. the school. Because they'd, they'd done it before and yeah. it seemed yeah. like a good... Did you guys way. ever do like that show-and-tell style with your disability where the other kids I could did. ask Actually, questions. I was about to tell you this story, oh, talking yes. about education. So I, at a very, very young age, decided to educate my classmates about my disability mm. Knowing, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I actually don't know much about my disability. <laughs> I was just born with it and I just live with it. But um, so I think I was in prep or grade one. Oh my God. Yes. And, um, Were you Dr. Rosie with your own oh, medical degree? Yeah. This, this story gets really funny. So um, I have a shunt, which um, is a tube that goes from my 
pretty much brain to my stomach. So I have spinal fluid that kind of went up to my brain and they had to drain it down to my stomach. So it's called a shunt. So it's a bump on my head. Um, well, the, yes, the tube makes yep. a little bump on my head. So one day I was in the playground and I went to sit on a seat and, of course, I fell off the seat and hit my head. Ouch. And then, of course, I hit the bump on my head, which really hurt. Yeah. And then someone felt it and then freaked out because they thought it was a bump because of the fall. like a concussion or something. Yeah. So then I had to explain to everyone, you know, about it as a, like, (laughs) six-year-old. So that went really well. I I pretty much told everyone that if that ever happens again, I'll die, which is not the case at all. But uh, it freaked everyone else for the rest of, you know, the schooling year. (laughs) That was great. I'm not going to lie and say there's probably been a few times where I've just thought I've known something about my condition that's probably not exactly (laughs) true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've just, like, guessed it and gone... Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's quite funny, I think, mm. when... And the questions people ask as well, sometimes they're so, like, left of centre. Yeah. I know, yeah. In in my experience as a student, when I was a representative, I would go to schools and do education. And some of the questions, once I was at a kinder, and one of the students asked me, how do you... How do you sleep? And I said, I sleep just like you do. It's just that I can't see. <laughs> so it's questions like that. You go, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least I think what I would say is if you're in um, school right now, if you're out of school and your friends disclose that you have a disability and wants to ask questions, as long as you do it in like a nice way and not yeah. in a teasing way, I think even the most silly questions that I've gotten, as long as they've come in a nice way, I'd be like, okay, this person's serious about this. Yeah. Do mm. I want to answer it? And also, please, please respect if the person you're asking doesn't want to answer the question. Or doesn't Definitely. actually know the answer. Or doesn't actually know the <laughs> answer. Definitely. A good way to deal, to deal with someone with a disability is always ask them, is it okay if I ask you this question? And then ask the question. Mm. Yeah, or... um. I think that is a much better way to... I don't know. I do this all the time. I go, can I ask you a question? And then I think I'm so stupid for asking if I can ask a question. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 50-50 about that. I think it's just kind of feeling the vibe. Maybe like being like, can I ask you a question about your disability? Yeah. Rather than just, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because, Rosie, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> I would That's love my one. question. Thank you. That's my question. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to go to another song. I believe, I'm hoping I've got this right, we've got Planet by Frosty here on Sin Raised the or Platform. Frosty by Planet. I think I may have written it wrong. Okay, <laughs> either, either one of those combinations. Yeah. You are listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. To Raise the Platform here on Sin with Jaden, Amy, Veronica and Rosie. We're going to go back to our education topic a bit, which is our main theme kind of for the past fortnight. Yeah. Um, And we're just going to talk about, like, resources in the classroom, I think, and um, the equipment that people kind of need and what happens around that. Am I right with that vibe? Yes, definitely. Yes. 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 Um, So, Veronica, you were just saying off air before that um, your experiences with some of the equipment that you need and what you feel about that. Yes, when I went to school, I went to a few schools. I've been, when I first started school, I was in Vision Australia School, but that closed down, so I went to a mainstream primary school, then 
mainstream secondary school and then to a special school. So in their school settings, I had a laptop and that would have talking software, but also I have an iPad and that has what's called voiceover. Mm-hmm. And that reads what it says on the screen, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, so if I'm if I tap the screen or if I use a Bluetooth keyboard, when I select something, the screen reader will tell me what's on the screen. And I, when I was in mainstream school, I also had textbooks in Braille. Mm-hmm. And one of the subjects I did was maths. Now, uh, Braille maths books, they're a lot bigger than print books because just one chapter could be three or four, three or four volumes. Braille. So, is that because Braille is a lot more of a complex language? Uh, y- yes, it is. And it takes up a lot more space than print. Yeah, because you've got the little bumps and Exactly. Yeah, so all the combinations of dots. I but, can yeah. just see Veronica's little script here for the show. And I just want to explain it to you guys if you guys haven't seen Braille. So, essentially what it is, is it's, it looks like a regular piece of white paper. But on it are a bunch of raised white dots in various combinations for her little notes. And it's really, really cool because I actually haven't seen Braille in person, really, I don't think. So, this is my first time seeing braille and I'm kind of I'm in a bit of like I find it really cool because I didn't know how it all worked I'd like read about it but seeing it it's really really cool awesome Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that leads me to my question is you just mentioned Braille textbooks but I so I have cerebral palsy spastic diplegia which if you didn't know it essentially people mainly think it affects the legs but it can also affect your motor skills so your hands mm-hmm. yep and so like I just want to say that I'm so you know, lucky somehow I was born in the 21st century where we have laptops and iPhones and iPads. Yeah. It's made life so much easier. Um, but I had trouble in school and I still have a bit of difficulty at uni now just getting my supplies to be scanned digitally so I don't have to carry around heavy papers or write mm. stuff down. Yeah. Do you know what so, I did when I, when I was carrying things? I had a trolley. So you know how the old women have those the trolleys <laughs> did that you they have put the old woman trolley? I did. I had the old woman trolley, and it had little. We had two pipes on it, so I put oh. my sticks in the pipes. Oh, okay. Handmade by my brother. Good work, Chris. Um, yeah. So I had my sticks with me. I got to hold on to it, and also I could sit on it when I got tired. Yes, that's like three in one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great. really good idea. Um, Practical idea. Apparently, I was bullied for it, but I must have like if if I could carry my it out of my memory because I don't it. remember being bullied. If I could carry my stuff, sit on it, and, like, um, get around, I, I would be down yeah, for that. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. But um, I, I don't know whether you guys have any experience with surgeons, but I still see my surgeon. And the thing is, I wear a backpack to uni now because it's yeah. how I kind of fit my laptop. But I'm a media student, so I usually... Some days I have a laptop, a camera, a lens, a microphone, and I've gone in with, a, like, a half-full backpack, and he goes... This is too full, Amy. This is going to hurt your back, Amy. And I'm just sitting there like, you don't want to see my backpack on a full day. <laughs> I know. Oh, and you're just going, seriously? Yeah, because, like, if, if you know, I, I'm very grateful to my surgeons, but sometimes I feel like they don't juggle the realities of your real life versus, mm-hmm. like, your medical life. It's like, yeah. so what do you expect me to do? Exactly. Like, don't just say I can't do this if you haven't got a helpful suggestion to make something happen. I mean, if you want to give me a laptop in every classroom, <laughs> um, I would be I would be totally down for yeah. that, but I'm not going to pay for it. No. Nah. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I think that's interesting as well is, like, looking at the practicalities of, like, arrangements and stuff. And if you are, one thing, if you've started uni this semester or you've started high school, because I don't know if high schools do this, mine didn't, but if you need a disability plan, go in and get it. Mm. And there's a lot of laws around it, if you didn't know, that can protect your privacy. Oh, so, good, good like, thinking. For example, at my university, even though it's pretty obvious that I have a disability and I kind of like laughed a bit, I had to sign a disclosure document that they could tell the teachers when it was in relation to my disability. Mm. But it's just helped so much having that backup because I actually have it on an official uni document that I need digital materials and to give me things that I don't have to write down. Yeah. So if you've been like, oh, I'm just starting, you know, higher education and I want to get a plan but I don't want everyone to know about it, go talk to the disability officer and see what privacy laws are around and just start that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, Amy, just in regards to that, does it need to be any... Does it need to be current documents or can be retrospective? What do you mean, to, like, get the plan? Yeah. Um... In my case... Medical documents. Medical documents. So I can't speak for every university ever and look up your university's individual policy. But in my case, because my condition was permanent, I was able to just bring in an an old medical letter from any year and they looked at it, ticked it off, and that was that. So that's... I believe that's now valid um, until I finish my education. Yeah, I know this doesn't affect any schooling and that, but... When I was in, when I was enrolling in, when I was going for good old Centrelink for a healthcare card, I had to bring in documents and retrospective documents do count. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I think, I think um, Centrelink and the government is a completely different like sector to universities, so they all have different policies. And just look into what your policy is, I guess. Yeah. I think that's a good point, Amy. Yeah. Um, and also one other thing, if they. Say you need to let them know, you know, so many weeks before exams. Do try and let them know your arrangements. Yeah. It's only because I I always let them know early because I'm paranoid about it, but you don't want to get into the tricky situation where it's too late to get your arrangements in and you might be like, why do they need this much time? Just go with it. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I would go with it too. So just, um, yeah, check out what options are available to help you. Don't be afraid to ask. And I think that's kind of my advice. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any more advice? Well, I also... Well, when I was in a secondary school, I also did counselling. Counselling is in nearly every... Nearly every case, every educational institution that is a secondary school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. And there are confident confidentiality arrangements, whereas anything said between yourself and the counsellor is confidential, but under exceptional circumstances, whereas if you like, you threaten your life or you, or you need or if you give permission to the counsellor to speak to your teacher, it can be broken. And um, just on that note, if your school doesn't have a counselling service and you want to access a counselling service for any of the reasons that Jaden just mentioned, you can also contact the lifelines we mentioned before, like Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 or Lifeline 131114. Yep. And they might be able to talk through some strategies as well to help yeah. you with your education. Yeah, absolutely. So should we go to the next song? Yes. I think we should. 
Yes, we should. It is Tooth and Tusk and Never Going Back. You are listening to Sin 90.7 and Raise the Platform. On Sin 90.7 and that was Never Going Back by Tusk and Tooth. Or Tooth and Tusk. Oh, Tooth and Tusk. So close. <laughs> Thank you, Rosie. <laughs> Today's a bit of opposite day. I think we've done that on two songs now. Just yes. got the order a little <laughs> mixed. Um, now, Rosie, you are going to have a bit of a chat this time. Yay! <laughs> so we're going to probably go off education Yeah, now we're going to... Well, Rosie and Alex, yes. who's also on this show, they're going on a really cool adventure. And I'm kind, of, I'm kind of jealous. What are you guys doing? So we're doing a cycling trip to Cambodia and Vietnam. Uh, we're going to be crazy. cycling 500Ks through. So can you just explain to our listeners how you guys cycle? Because you guys actually use a hand cycle, Yes, we use you? a hand cycle. So we're practically lying down. I'm actually Except it's up. not relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so relaxing. Um, you, you know, sweating everywhere and, like, you know, wanting to stop immediately. But it's fine. It's great. Um, so, yeah, so you're kind of almost lying down... Um, and you use your hands instead of your feet to pedal. So you have hand pedals. And they both have um, on each hand pedal, I'm going to call it a pedal, um, you have brakes. So you can brake and all that stuff as so well. So it's and like a bike. Gears, so it's, it's a bike, but you use your hands. And, you you're, and you're lying down or, in my case, sitting up and, instead of using you're your legs. You're going to have massive biceps. You're just going to oh, come I, back and be like I already the do. Hulk. You have no idea. Every time I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, damn, my arms are fine. <laughs> Is it challenging? <laughs> It's very well for me. It's very challenging because it's it's not quite my sport. Alex loves it, and she could talk more about it because she yeah. absolutely loves it. But um, I I'm I kind of I, I struggle with it a lot. It's definitely not my sport, so I don't really get the endorphins that you know. Is this the first time sport. you guys have done it overseas? No, I think this is Alex's fourth. Oh time? whoa. Or something like that, and it's my second time. Now, I just want to also state, in countries like Vietnam and Cambodia, now, we still, as we can all attest to in this room, we don't have the best accessibility in Australia. No. But it's a hundred times better than Cambodia and Vietnam. Yes, yes. So that's going to be a bit of a struggle. It's it's, it's like camping. Last year we went to Laos, and I didn't even know Laos was a place that existed. Where Um, is that? It is. Vietnam? Yeah, it's near. It's near Thailand, I think. It borders yeah, Thailand. Yeah, borders. Thank you. Yep, I was there, and I couldn't even tell you. It's great. Um, yeah, so that place was like mountainy. It wasn't hilly. It was mountainy, and <laughs> there were squat toilets, and you know, I can't squat on a squat so toilet. Is it all people with disabilities going? Or so it's. Um, it, it can be anyone. Anyone can go because you're raising money for disability sport and recreation, and also Ooh, for wow. a uh, for. Um, at, well, we're doing um, for the Cambodian women's basketball team, so we're oh, raising yeah. money oh, for awesome. them as well. How many people are going? Uh, good question. I think about, I want to say 17 people. So does that include, um, I hope this isn't too personal, does that include support staff as well? Or? No, it doesn't. Okay. So oh. luckily my mum's going, okay. um, so she'll help me out with things that yeah. I need help with. But um, majority of the people that are going are aware that, you know, it's hard yakka and you, it's doable. Yep. But you've got to just put your camping mind on and think that you're camping because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we go to some pretty remote areas. Now, um, also, so while Rosie and Alex will be doing that, they will be giving some updates to our social media. Yes. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, at R T P S Y N. Yep. And on Facebook... 
facebook.com slash raise the platform and on YouTube, raise the platform, but we'll have a YouTube video probably after the whole adventure. And also Instagram is also raise the platform. Oh, yes. yes. I'll probably oh, yes, do Rosie's, Rosie's a bit. Rosie's our Instagram addict I am. in the studio, yeah. so I'm sure if you want to follow all of that, because I'd imagine there's some pretty amazing scenery yes. as you're going through. I can imagine so, too. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been, so. Yeah. Oh, so this very is exciting. a very cool adventure. Yeah, yes. no, they're going to have a lot of fun, and I'm going to like be jealous of your arms when you get back. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find anything on YouTube. <laughs> Excellent. Good. I will hopefully come back alive. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you will. But I, I think this will be my last year of doing this. I don't think. You don't think it's for you? For me, no. Yeah. I mean, I love the social aspect of it. So I love like when you're over there and everyone's really supportive and it's a fun environment. Everyone has a good time. Um, and then you kind of forget about the fact that you had to r- fundraise a lot of money and that you, you had to train. How, how much have you raised? Yeah. Do you that fundraise? Yeah. So we had to raise five thousand dollars each. Yes. And uh, I didn't quite make it to my goal, so out of my pocket, I've put money in. Okay. So that's why I'm not doing it next year, just because uh, it's a bit expensive. And yeah. if you don't fundraise all that money, you, it does come out of your own pocket. And um, just also, how many kilometres are you planning to ride per day? Um, well, on the itinerary, it says that the first day is 40 and then the rest are 80K. No, see, I'd only be able to do the 40. I wouldn't even be able yeah. to do the 40. Well, see, I've, I've only ever done about 42Ks before. Oh. So I know that I'm definitely going to do the first day and then every other day I'm going to do bits and pieces because there's a van that follow, follows us. So I'm oh, going yeah. to probably so you, be in you the van. a break bit. if you yeah. need to. Yeah. That, that's good. So I'm just going to do as much as I can possibly do. And then that's you'll all get, you can do. When you get back, you can tell us you did it all and we won't know that yeah, that off. Exactly. Yeah. You'll yeah. be, like, be like, guys, amazing. I actually did, you know, 500 kilometres in one day. We'll be like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to go to... Um, Haycon Drive is it Hel- Hel- Halcyon? Halcyon. Halcyon Halcyon Drive, yeah. Halcyon Drive with Untethered here on Sin. Raise the platform. You are on Sin ninety point seven. It's raised the platform. That was Stonefield and Dream and just before then that was Halcyon Drive and Untethered. We're nearly out of time here on this. Yes, we're almost oh, at the end of our show. Days. I know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, thank you for listening today yes. on our kind of our education two parter. Yes. Um and, I mean, we might see our resident ghost again next week. But if we don't, good luck with your adventure to Cambodia. Thank you. Thank you. I've not been Alex. a ghost this week, have I? <laughs> no. Oh, well, no. I can't. I can't see. Who's there? What? what? I, I like the term resident ghost. Yeah, yes. we've, we've dubbed our producer, Rosie, a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, she's just a little ghost in the studio, always hanging around yeah. and <laughs> helping us out. Um, and, yeah, um, thank you. You, Jaden and Veronica, for you know coming in today. And Thank you for having pleasure. us. Yeah, well, I think we all had each other here. On, yeah. on, what am I trying to say, Rosie? It's been a fantastic show, and you've that's, been very happy to going. be here. Thank you for that's listening. Do not going. forget to check out our social media sites. Yes, because we've got heaps. Our, that is, I keep going to say R A. Yeah. Um, that is R T P S Y N on Twitter, R T P S Y N, um, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on Facebook. It's Raise the Platform. Yes. So go and our, check them hopefully out. Hopefully on our YouTube there'll be some more stuff because um, I was actually going to talk to you after the show, Amy, <laughs> but, but I might just ask you on air. Um, if All I do, the pressure. Da, da, da. Ooh, if I do like a little um, video on my phone, would that be good for um, editing and putting up on the YouTube or do I have to use a proper camera? 
Can we talk about this off air? Yes, we can. <laughs> um, we'll leave you with that little teaser, though, and I'm sure Ooh. we'll come up with something. Ooh. We will see you Watch next week space. here on Raise the Platform. Bye. Bye.